This is loudspeaker. Hi, and welcome to Connecting a Better World, where we spend time meeting some of the most incredible human beings who make this world a better place. We will learn how each individual took their ideas, mission, and purpose to create and serve others in business and organizations that surround social good, social entrepreneurship, and social impact, and find out how we, together, can further connect others to help. I am your host, Dr. Natalie Phillips. Today, I spend time with Jamie Cardin O'Brien, a licensed professional counselor and founder of the Free To Be Movement, a wellness studio for girls. The Free To Be Movement is on a mission to create experiences that invite self-acceptance, self-love, and empowerment in young women. Low self-esteem and lack of confidence start at a young age, and one in four girls suffer from depression, eating disorders, cutting, and other emotional disorders. The Free To Be Movement provides programs to equip young women in elementary, middle, and high school with tools to address obstacles they face every day, including how to make and keep positive friendships, learning to accept and love your body, how to deal with and overcome bullying, stress management, and self-care. I'm super excited to introduce Jamie. I, oddly enough, heard about Jamie and the Free To Be movement from my new hairdresser. (laughs) So her name is Stephanie. And I thought it was funny because we have um, such great conversations. And she was telling me about the Free To Be movement. And so I reached out to you, Jamie. And this is why I wanted to have you on the show, because it sounded like such an amazing thing, what you're doing here in the community for girls. So before we even get into the free to be movement, first of all, thank you for joining me. And let's, let's get my listeners introduced to you and tell me a little bit more about your story and who you are. Like, what is your background? Sure. So my name is Jamie Cardin O'Brien, and I'm a licensed professional counselor I um, have been in the field as far as helping people for, geez, a long time, 25 years. Um, I have a private practice in Loveland where I mostly see under 18, so I'm a child and family therapist. And I started Free to Be in March of 2019 as a just something fun for me to do on the side, um, a personal growth movement for middle and high school girls. Now, do you have children yourself? Do you have daughters? Like, why did you feel, yeah, that you wanted to create something like this for middle school and, and high school girls? Sure. I do have two daughters. Um, They are this year, they're in sixth grade and fifth grade. So I have an official middle schooler. And the the second one is well, very, very close uh, to being a middle schooler as well. And uh, we're and and free to be, of course, started. um, Yes, because I have girls and yes, because I'm a therapist. Uh, But really, it started after I 
began doing my own personal growth work. I um, specialized in trauma for a long time as a therapist and, and still do see quite a bit of trauma. And for the longest time, I felt um, I just didn't do my own work because I felt who am I to complain about anything when I'm when I'm hearing about such horrific things that are happening, that's happening to these children, these um, adult survivors of trauma. And so I just really didn't do my own personal growth work. And I finally started doing that. Actually, I would say probably when I was 35, 36, I started going to women's retreats. I started reading all the personal growth books And I came home from a particular hike with uh, Jackie Carr, who is amazing. She lives in Evergreen um, and wonderful for personal growth. And I came home from one of her goals hikes and was talking to my husband and said, how wonderful this kind of work or these kinds of events would have been when I was younger. And he, the, and the way that his mind works and his brain works, he said, then create it. Um, so I did. <laughs> so I took really what I was doing myself personally and just tailored it or, t- or tweaked it so that it would fit for the, the younger generation. So for middle and high school girls, I took what I was hearing from my clients and even realizing that a lot of the stuff that the girls were talking about struggling with in individual therapy, um, that idea of is it that they actually need individual therapy or would it be more beneficial for them to actually hear from other girls that are feeling the same way or that are experiencing the same things and um, not to downplay therapy at all, because it's, it's absolutely amazing. And there's something to that normalization of hearing that what I'm going through, all of these other girls are feeling that are experiencing that too. I love that because I hear what you're saying in the fact that when you're growing up, Like you don't know what you missed. And I think that as an adult, when you go through like your hike with Jackie Carr, um, some of the things that you're now going through as a profession that you now look back and especially because you have kids and you help girls, right? That it's so interesting to see how important it was. Although you didn't miss it though, when you were a young girl or, you know, right. And so um, I know that because I have my own daughter and a lot of the things that I do, people are like, why are you doing that? Or why why um, did you create that? Or why are in my number one answer is because I want my daughter or my son, but mostly my daughter, right? And some of the things that I'm doing as, as a woman to really have some opportunities or have something laid out or have those conversations early or whatever it is. But I remember as a kid, I never felt like I missed out on anything. But it's so interesting as as an adult, you go through self-development, like what you said, leadership, um, personal skills. And you th- you think, oh, my gosh, this needs to start a lot earlier. Um, yes. and, and I totally agree. I'm like 100% on board um, with what you're doing because of that, too. And I see that, you know, um, which makes me think. When you were growing up, did you have a role model or do you recall 
some sort of environment, or maybe that's why you're doing it is because you didn't have those environments. But was there something that was in your time when you were growing up that made you think, oh my gosh, it's either needed now or, um, oh man, I do remember that one opportunity I had, you know, was there something that kind of drives that for you as well? Yeah. So I, I had a really happy childhood. I am from Kansas city. I grew up in Kansas city. I played sports all growing up. I played soccer. I ran track and I like how you said that you don't, you don't know what you don't know, or I didn't know what I was missing. And, and that's a big part of free to be also is that just even planting the seeds for these girls that it doesn't have to be that way. So I think about when I was younger and all the body image issues and uh, the competition between girls or, or some of that cattiness or, mm-hmm. or drama that seems to come with female friendships, even in, even in adulthood, and really that it doesn't have to be that way, that just because it's been that girls always complain about their bodies or dieting mm-hmm. or, or, you know, the comparison doesn't mean that we have to continue that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the gossip that tends to happen or the not confronting feelings with the people that you should be confronting those with, it doesn't have to be that way. So a lot of the things that we talk about, um, absolutely are focused on building self-esteem, building building that self-worth and that confidence, because I truly believe that when we are solid in ourselves and always room for improvement and always striving um, to be our, the best versions of ourselves, but when we are solid in that, we tend to care less about what other people are doing in, mm-hmm. in regards to... Um, that catty behavior that I'm talking about, where Mm -hmm. if there's, you know, if there's this girl who I think is prettier than me, or who is better at whatever sport I'm doing, or this or that, where there can be that tendency to tear her down, Mm -hmm. instead of really looking at what is this, what is this pulling up in me? Why am I feeling insecure? Um, easier to point at somebody else, right? And so Mm -hmm. when we do that personal growth work, when we can really be solid in ourselves, that behavior goes away because we can be happy for people Mm -hmm. who are doing well. We can um, actually talk about our feelings in a productive way. We can, we can acknowledge, you know what, I don't really maybe like that person. They're not, they're not my people, mm-hmm. but I don't have to turn it into this big me versus me versus them situation. We can both just go live our lives. If, yeah. that, if that answers your question. It totally I think, does. Yeah. And I think what's yeah, interesting just, too, yeah, even having a happy, ha- even having a happy childhood, you know, those things that we as females and not to say that men and boys don't struggle with those things. Um, either they absolutely do, but statistically more females struggle with these kinds of things. And, um, it was just normal, you know, (laughs) 
eating disordered behavior, you know, that just all of that was just normal. And just because mm-hmm. something is normal doesn't mean it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I recall, it's kind of funny, but when I was, I'm going to date myself, but mm-hmm. when I was younger, I remember lying on the floor in our dining room where the record player was. And mm-hmm. there was a record that I loved to listen to, and it was called Free to be you and me. And I don't know if you know that or not. No. Have you heard of it? Oh, my gosh. Okay, you have to, like, look it up. (laughs) Because at the time, I loved it because it wasn't all music. There was some music, but there were stories. And I remember one of the stories was talking about how a boy had a doll and he was being teased because he had a doll and he wanted a doll, right? So they were stuff that we're still dealing with right now. At the time, I didn't know that that was kind of like feeding into what I know, but I just liked it because it was stories and music and that's what attracted me. And I would always put that same record on, but it's called Free to Be You and Me. I think Marlo Thomas, which is, uh, she's an actress. She was in it as one of the voices. And I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible though. And it makes me think about what you were talking about, like with, with young girls and my daughter um, is 13 and she is so independent. So she catches me sometimes saying, mom, you can't say those kinds of things about yourself. She stays away from the drama. So interesting. Right. So I think that she's like this strong rock. Um, She sticks up for people, you know, at school. So recently though, she, um, she has written three songs and one of the songs she played for me talked about um, how you say on the outside how you're fine, but you go in your room just contemplating and you're sad and you're behind closed doors. So now that you can relax, but when it's time to come back out, you tell people that you're fine. And I was listening to it going, oh my gosh, maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe something that I thought about her isn't quite quite true because you're thinking, where does she come up with this content? It has to come out from her, right? So it's interesting what you say about how um, maybe if you don't have these conversations, the girls just tend to keep it in. And then when they become adults, then they have to deal with it later anyway, right? So what's interesting, yeah, with your free to be movement, you had said that, you really take some of the things that you're working on with clients and um, and things that you've learned as well for yourself. How are you able to get it into something where these young girls are going to be able to take it in and have the, I should say, maybe cognitive skills or to be able to um, make change from what they're hearing? Because I feel like sometimes, especially middle school, maybe high school, but I guess middle schoolers are smart, right? But are you finding that it's um are you finding that it's pretty easy to take those concepts and get them to understand them at that age or are you really trying to work hard and just kind of um give it to them over and over and over again so that it does become something that they're understanding? Yes. So well, yes to all of that and we have since um started so our programs now are for first to 12th grade so we start as young as first grade and yes they get it and it's amazing to hear the little ones how they're able to engage in conversations around our weekly topics how they understand the voice in their head 
and are able to say some of those negative thoughts that they think when they make a mistake or when they see somebody that's that they think is better than them. Um, they do. They're amazing at it. And it's really important to understand that no matter what age any of us are. So there are some adults who will hear this stuff, you know, or who roll their eyes at, at the thought of personal growth and, and personal development that I think that we all as individuals have to be ready for it. So there are some, you know, first, second, third graders who I would say are eating it up more or taking it more in than some of the older girls that come. And that's okay. It's kind of come wherever you are with the idea of we're planting seeds that if this is something that they don't fully take in, but they kind of remember, or they're hearing all of these other girls talking about it, um, you know, the more they hear it. Mm -hmm. So to your point, and, and again, that goes back to with, with all of us, the more that we hear something, the more it, I guess it has a better chance of getting in, Mm -hmm. um, of really sinking in. So I, my goal is to plant seeds and, um, I've seen it do so much more than that, but if we can even just start a girl thinking differently, more, more positively about herself and the way that she interacts in, in her world, then we've done our job. Mm-hmm. I like that planting seeds. I think that that's really what it is. And the more they get it or the more that they're watering it from whether it's adults or their peers, I think that the growth is going to be exponential. And Mm -hmm. just, you know, I guess Mm -hmm. the end result to the product, right, of what you're growing. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit more about some of the programs that you have for these different ages of girls. And um, are they after school programs as well? Like what's the time frame? and, And how long do people actually sign up for? Or is it kind of just ongoing all year round? Yeah. So we started as I would do monthly events and those would be around certain topics. And we were just doing, I, I keep saying we, it was, it's me. <laughs> so um, I would just do them at uh, different, different places throughout the community. Uh, when COVID hit and everything shut down, obviously events stopped And it was in September of 2020 that I decided to start getting back to it and doing some smaller events. And my husband, again, um, his, his wonderful mind and encouragement, and he encouraged me to look at what I wanted this to be in 10 years and start to make that happen now. So I got my own space. We have a space in downtown Fort Collins. And was doing uh, events, so body image, uh, self love. We did one with Sydney Chapman in um, February around teen dating violence. So all kinds of of topics that are important to middle and high school girls. And then in March, I decided to try elementary age and. Mm-hmm. Um, came up with what's called Girl Squad, and that is for the younger girls. And they would come, and we would have same kinds of topics, uh, but it was done on their level, um, mm-hmm. so developmentally appropriate for them. And we did crafts and played games, 
And that just took off. So um, this fall, I just started membership. So whereas before it was people could just sign up for whatever dates they could make it to. Um, But I really wanted to create a community of girls going through this together. So Mm -hmm. over the summer, I created an actual curriculum and uh, we started our memberships in the fall. So we have a first to third grade group, Mm -hmm. a third to fifth grade group, and then a sixth grade group. Uh, They meet after school and they um, have weekly meetings. We do special events. Um, They have girls night out, like our first to third grade group has their first girls night out, which it's at the space, but they just get to have fun together and bond. And what I've seen with the girls, it's, it's reaffirming why I wanted it to be a membership, why I wanted these girls to all go through together, because we're only in week four, and they're already building those friendships, those relationships, they are allowing themselves to be more vulnerable with each other. And that you just don't get that same thing when it's new people Mm -hmm. every time. Um, so that has been really fun and really exciting. And then for middle and high school, I'm still doing once a month special Mm -hmm. events. Um, and the hope is to, to add more back in for them. But when girl squad took off, it seemed like that, that was the, that was the direction to go. And we still have sixth grade as middle school. And that's been a lot of fun. And I think that they will just grow up with it where it'll make it easy to add more and more in for the older girls. Yeah. Well, and I see such a great um, plan. And I don't know if this is part of your plan that even the middle school and high schoolers, as they're going through, you know, even some of the programs that are doing monthly, that the way that they learn and the way that they'll be able to communicate and maybe they become mentors to the younger girl squad, right? Where they're kind of giving back in their way because they've gone through it and they've walked through it as well. And so I think that it's brilliant to have those ages and hopefully maybe the older ones will help you take over some of the younger ones too, Mm -hmm. right? So that way you can continue to grow and continue to make it something that's sustainable for um, just the cycle of girls kind of moving up, mentoring out, and then the new set of people coming in as well. Yeah. So that's incredible. Oh, how exciting. That's super exciting. Thank you. Now, talk to me a little bit more. I know that you've got a few, um, like a team of professionals that's listed on your website. How did you find these people to help out and what are their roles? So, well, I... I have two women who uh, work for for free to be now. So I have Brooke Minkle, who is our first to third grade uh, teacher or leader, and um, Addie Becker. She's our third to fifth grade leader. And Brooke, I met because her daughter, her older daughter, is in high school and has been to pretty much. She was at free to be's second event ever. And has been to pretty much everything since for middle and high school. And so that's how I met Brooke. And she has teaching experience and um, and is just wonderful. And Addie actually was is 
my nanny. So she's been with my girls for um, the past three years and she's an early education major. So this is what she's wanting to do. Um, She's an early education major at CSU. She's amazing with my, my own girls, the free to be girls just love her. Um, And she's been doing an amazing job. So they are there consistently every week. And then I'm lucky to have an amazing network of just super inspiring and amazing women uh, in our in our community that are doing wonderful, amazing things. And so they will come. I've had Rachel Pastor, um, Socialdestine, which she's out of uh, uh, Boulder. Um, like I said, Sydney. Shelby Stratton, just so many amazing women who come and share their their wisdom, their knowledge, their talents with the girls. And it really, I believe, not only it gives the girls somebody else to learn from and to look up to, but it really shows and models that women supporting women and in collaboration over competition Um just supporting each other, just having that community. So I do feel really lucky in that sense of being able to have, and the girls are lucky to have had these women come and, and share with them. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned a great network of women that are available to be um, mentors or come and speak. If somebody's listening to this episode and they think, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of this, you know, how far are you booking out for people that might want to get involved um, to be sort of like the adult mentor to come in and speak? That's my first question. And then I've got some other ones. Yeah, sure. Um, So if it's, Specific to middle and high school, those Mm -hmm. monthly events, we have our October one scheduled um, and we have our January one scheduled. I was on the fence about doing November and December because it just seems with the holidays, those get really jam packed. Um, With Girl Squad, I had so Megan Gonzalez, she's the owner of Pure Bar in Fort Mm -hmm. Collins, and she does all kinds of other amazing things, had reached out and said she was interested in coming and talking to our sixth graders. And so we looked through the curriculum and and found a topic that she was wanting to speak on. And I said, come. Um, So if anybody is interested in in sharing and working with and presenting for the younger ones, um, they can just reach out and let me know what they're interested in doing and we'll find a good spot. Awesome. And then what about people that are listening that want to join as a member, you know, whether they're, they've got a child or a girl that's first grade all the way up to high school. You know, I know that it is important to keep when you have a member to kind of keep them, like you said, together so that they have that vulnerability. Um, How many people are you kind of allowing in a group? And then do you just start another group when you have the interest? Or how does that work if they're thinking they want their daughter to get involved as well? Yeah, so with Girl Squad, with the memberships, they can come try it for free. So if they want to sign their daughter up for a session so she can come and try it, uh, they can do that for free. And then obviously, if they want to join after they can, the plan is... Once groups fill up, my sixth grade group is full. 
Um, we have a few spots in our third to fifth grade and um, we've got, uh, we're halfway full in our first to third. So um, the absolute goal is to add more sessions. This, this first season, it's our first time. So we're kind of trying it and seeing how it goes. If it was a situation where there was a sixth grader who wanted to come try, absolutely, they would be able to come uh, and try. And if we had enough then interest, I could just add another group even on that same night, just a little bit later. So I wouldn't say to not contact us if you have a sixth grader and you want to get them in. But um, yeah, so that's what the memberships and then the monthly events, those are you don't have to be a member. You don't, I have an email list. And so I send uh, announcements out for those events and on social media. And with those, you just sign up to, to come. Awesome. Okay. And then if you are somebody like your business in the community and you think, oh my gosh, this is such a great program to maybe, you know, invest in or donate to or whatever, what are some of the things that you might need in developing some of these programs for these girls that you still need supplies or access or whatever um, it is? What are some of the things that maybe you might want to ask out of the community or even businesses? Yeah, so I am going to start a scholarship program. So any donations that would come in would just pay for girls to either attend events or um, pay for memberships for those who aren't able to afford it for whatever reason. Um, And so that is something I actually just spoke with the woman who does everything for my website and asked her to please add a donation page. Mm -hmm. And like I said, 100% of those donations will go to making sure a girl can come. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as businesses, if they offer any kind of service for this population, Mm -hmm. being able to collaborate, like I said, our members get to do special events uh, once a month. And so last month we went to School of Rock and the girls got to um, learn instruments. They jammed together as a band for parents at the end. It was awesome and amazing this month, we're going to Laughing Buck Farm um, and doing a farm tour and getting ready to, and getting uh, to take care of the animals. So things like that, that obviously promote, you know, trying something new, confidence, um, you know, businesses that are as passionate about empowering our girls as as we are. We'd, we'd love to be able to do events at other places in the community as well. Awesome. Okay. And, you know, I know that it's still pretty early because you started in 2019 and then COVID hit, right? (laughs) (laughs) But you're still there. So that's so that's props to you, first of all. Um, So would you have any stories or experiences that you've observed through serving this way that may have touched your heart and it might be the reason why you continue to give back or you continue to provide these experiences with free to be for these girls in the community. Yeah, I do. I have um, testimonials and they're on, they're on my website, but one in particular that really touched just 
continues to touch my heart. And this young lady actually wrote me the nicest card when she was leaving for college. And I keep it in my day planner. And it's one of those things that I read um, anytime I, I need to. Um, and I love the story because, and she actually came to my very first event ever. It was blizzarding that day. It was in March of 2019 and it was a blizzard. We had it at the, in the community room at the Foothills mall and it was a yoga event. But after the fact, she had said her mom made her go. Her mom made her come to the event. She didn't want to. And she says that she left so inspired, so motivated. She came to every event that I had after that. She brought her friends. Um, She said that it completely changed the way that she related with her friends, the way that she communicated with their friends. She was able to end toxic relationships that probably she said needed to end way, way before and, and do it in a way that felt really, really good to her. Um, just stories like that. It's it. And again, she wrote me just the nicest letter, the nicest card that I got in the mail when she was leaving to go to college. And, um, it's, it's that, that, Mm -hmm. that feeling, um, that keeps this, keeps this going. Um, and of, and of course, in my other testimonials or just the girls that come to sessions and maybe don't write testimonials, but you just see, um, them having fun with other girls when, when parents will tell me, I don't know how she's going to do. She's really, she's really shy or she's having a really hard time and to see them come and engage in the group to be accepted into the group and have fun and, and get to share all of the good things that, that we do. It's, um, I'll never get tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, that's huge because, you know, having that impact on a girl before she goes to college where she might have not have the support of a loving home or friends that she's used to. Right. Um, I mean, you've given her quite a gift. Like I had chills. I didn't even learn until I was 40 how to get rid or how to get out of a toxic environment or a relationship or a friendship. So that is like huge to, and I'm so glad that you carry that around because that really is to know that that impact will now carry her through college or, you know, and, and, you know, as a mom, you know that we have them until college and they might not come back. Right. So it really is. I'm really trying to get everything in for my kids that I can, because you never know, they might have something else that they want to do after college and they're not, they don't have to come home. So I think that's really huge. I love that you shared that. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Um, You know, I want to make sure, you know, as we're winding down, I want to make sure that we share everything that there is that you want to get out about the free to be movement. So did we cover everything? Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with this new organization that you have? No, I think I think we hit everything and and really just driving home the point that it's. It, it is for everyone. Well, I guess I'll, I'll back up a bit. It's not a replacement for therapy. Um, this isn't this isn't therapy. This isn't group therapy. It is personal growth work. 
Um, but like what we were saying, you know, us growing up or, you know, me sharing my story, me growing up, I, I thought everything was great. Everything was fine. This is just how it is. I have good parents, you know, all of these things, but also all of this comparison that I was doing in my mind or thinking I'm not good enough because of this, or, um, you know, again, the body image stuff, just all of that, that it doesn't have it doesn't have to be that way. And so this is for the girl who maybe is struggling a little bit and could benefit from mm-hmm. some of this stuff, but it's also for the girl who appears to be fine mm-hmm. and like everything is good. Um, that we have a lot of fun. So I, <laughs> um, it's not all vulnerability. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's for everybody. I love that. So one of the fav- my favorite questions at the end is always to ask, you know, because people look at people and they think, oh my gosh, I could not possibly do what you do or give back in that way, right? So what is one piece of advice that you might have that you can share with my listeners just on you yourself making this world a better place? Uh, I think, well, and this is actually what we were just talking about in Girl Squad yesterday and talking about um, just not even, well, bullying, but also um, some of that more subtle, mean behavior that happens a lot. And we talked about not only being a kind person, yes, but not being a mean person. I think we have a lot of power in how we choose to react um, to different situations. And this isn't just a a kid teen thing. This is us as adults also and how we interact with people, Um, addressing any kind of, of conflict, any kind of complaint with that person directly. And so that being just being a good person, not being a mean person. And we also talked about not being a bystander, that when you Mm -hmm. see these things happening, being the change. So if somebody is gossiping about somebody else, being the person that says, you know, I'm not really comfortable talking about Janet, um, when she's not here, or I think that's something that you should talk to her about. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a very subtle, maybe minor example, but it can go to something way bigger than that of just when we see things that aren't kind, that are directly mean, um, not being just a bystander to that, Mm -hmm. that be the change and say something to make it, to make it known that that's not okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think just building strong responses and strong character in these girls is going to be huge and it's going to really stay with them for a long time. So I love that you're doing the inner work, right? And and a lot of the times it does come from, it's because we see other women, we see other girls or girls see other girls, right? Where that... um, It's an imposter syndrome, right? That comes in and they're like, Mm -hmm. I am not as good as her, or I don't have that, but really looking in to say, no, it doesn't matter if I have it or not. I need to do that internal um, work or that 
and, and work on myself, that personal development, like what you said, in order to be confident. And then the confidence comes because of that. So I love that you're right. starting this work early with girls. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you again so much for your time and for being here and helping um, me share what you do so that other girls can get involved as well. So thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Stephanie, for <laughs> connecting us. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World and thank you NOCO FM for supporting this show. If you haven't heard, NOCO FM is dedicated to bring diverse voices and spotlighting a unique culture to Fort Collins and beyond. For more information, please visit www.noco.fm. If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes, as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to noco.fm online. This has been a production of Loudspeaker Networks. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.fm.